boots clomped loudly on the porch, and Sally smiled up at him for a second. It sounds like we're about to have company. I'll bet I know who, too. I think I can hear them squabbling already. A knock sounded on the door. Smoke let go of Sally, turned toward it, and told the visitors to come in. Two cowboys stepped into the room, the older one in a sheepskin coat, the younger, little more than a boy, really, wearing a short denim jacket. See, I told you he'd be here. A former hired gun and outlaw, Pearlie had reformed, thanks to Smoke's influence, and had been the foreman on the Sugarloaf for several years. I never said he wouldn't be. Calvin Woods was a top hand in spite of his youth, and also Pearlie's best friend. If there was any trouble around, the two of them could be counted on to find it. But they also watched each other's backs, and it helped pull smoke out of more than one dangerous scrape. I just thought he might be busy. In the middle of the day like this? Busy doing what? Cal looked a little uncomfortable as he said, Well... Sally cleared her throat. I think I should beat a hasty retreat right about now. Aw, dead gummit, Pearlie exclaimed. I'm sorry, Miss Sally. I never meant to embarrass you none. It's all right, Pearlie, Smoke told him. Actually, we were just talking about bear sign, weren't we, honey? As a matter of fact, we were. Pearlie's face lit up at the mere mention of the delicacy. Were you fixing to cook up a batch of them, ma'am? Well, not right now. But I'm going to make some to take to Big Rock for the Christmas Eve party, along with some pies and cakes. Pearlie licked his lips. I can't hardly wait. It's going to be the best Christmas ever, I reckon. Well, we'll have to wait and see about that, Smoke cautioned. Why were you boys looking for me? Oh, yeah. The expression on Pearlie's craggy face grew more solemn as he forced thoughts of baked goods out of his mind. That panther's back smoke. One of the hands found what was left of a cow it drug off last night, over by Melville Peak. The sugar loaf filled up most of a long, broad valley bordered by mountains. Melville Peak was about a mile to the north of the ranch headquarters. Smoke frowned as he thought that the big cat was getting a little too close to home. All fall, the hands had been catching glimpses of an abnormally large panther that came down out of the mountains to raid the herds two or three times a month. A few of them had taken shots at it, but missed, and others had tried to track the predator back to its lair. The big cat was elusive, though. He showed up out of nowhere— and seemed to vanish the same way. Not surprisingly, the panther's success had emboldened it, made it more daring. It had been coming closer and closer to headquarters. It had struck again only a mile away. That bothered Smoke. He didn't want Sally to step outside some morning on her way to the chicken house to gather eggs, only to be confronted by several hundred pounds of snarling killer beast. I reckon we're going to have to do something about this, he said. That's just what I was thinking, Pearlie agreed. The three of us will go up into the mountains, 
take enough supplies for a few days, and not come back until we've done found that varmint. He's got to have a den up there somewhere, Cal added. Smoke nodded in agreement with that. The only thing wrong with what you said, Pearly, is that there'll just be two of us going, me and Cal. Pearly looked surprised as he said, You're gonna leave me here? Somebody's gotta keep the ranch running. Shoot, at this time of year, there ain't much to that. The place'd be fine for a few days without me. I'd like to think so. But you never know when trouble will crop up. I'll just feel better if I know you're here to keep an eye on things. Sally said, I don't like the idea of you leaving right before Christmas, Smoke. It's still a while until the big doings in Big Rock, he said. We'll be back well before then. In fact, I promise...